In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This has been an extraordinary week for North Texas. Last evening, last Sunday evening, 10 tornadoes struck our region. The largest and most destructive was an EF3 tornado that cut a 15-mile path from northwest Dallas, just a few miles from this church into Richardson. With winds reaching 140 miles per hour, the city of Dallas reports that 104 buildings were destroyed. 286 had major damage. 344 had minor damage and 150,000 people lost power. That number is now below 3,000. They're telling us that this will be the second costliest disaster to hit North Texas. And remarkably, for a tornado this size, there were no casualties, and we are grateful. This disaster will affect us for a while. Some in this congregation have lost their homes and are still dazed by what has happened. Others are still living without power or trying to figure out where to take their kids to school since six schools were destroyed. Many are coping with snarled traffic, anxious coworkers, and disrupted routines. And as most of you know, the most challenging time in a disaster is not the immediate aftermath when the adrenaline is pumping and everyone is pulling together to survive. The most challenging time is in the weeks and months to come when the reality of the loss has settled in and the rest of the world has gone about its business. St. Michael is here for the long haul. Some needs are already apparent and others are still coming into focus, but here's what we can do now. Pray. Pray for yourselves. Pray for those affected. Prayer changes us and it changes the world. Pray. Reach out to those who are hurting and let the church know who those people are. We are creating a master list of folks from our congregation who have been seriously affected. Don't assume that we know who they are. And if you would like to add a name to the list, inform the receptionist and she'll let the pastoral care department know. Ministries like Stephen Ministry are ready to offer a listening ear and an encouraging word to those who are alone. Donate school supplies to the Dallas Independent School District. We have collection boxes in the south entrance. Fill them up. And donate money. At this point, tornado relief funds received by St. Michael will be directed to the following three priorities. North Dallas Shared Ministries, which provides immediate relief to people in our area, particularly those who are low income and find it harder to bounce back from a disaster. Two, the the Dallas Independent School District, which lost three schools, and Gateway of Grace, an organization that helps resettle refugees. One of the families that we just helped get into a home lost their home in the tornado, and we want to help them get settled again. We've also been in touch with parochial and other nonprofit schools that have been displaced to see if we can help, and fortunately, many of these schools have found a place to land. 
To learn more about these initiatives and learn in real time what's happening, go to our website, www.stmichael.org, and click on the Tornado Relief page, and that will be continuously updated. Two of our scripture lessons are relevant for times of disaster, the lesson from Joel and the lesson from Luke. I'd like to look at both of these for just a moment. In Joel, the Lord assures Israel of salvation after both natural and man-made disasters. At the end of the passage, Joel says, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. At times like this, we put our trust in God. We open our minds and our hearts to God to let God meet us in those places of loneliness and fear and loss and confusion. There are things that are God's to carry. Give those to God. And there are things for us to carry. Carry those faithfully. But if we're trying to do everything and if we're responding to every concern, we will become paralyzed and exhausted and burnt out. So part of your prayer is to ask, what is mine to do and what is someone else's to do? It's called discernment and it will make us healthy Christians. And please resist the urge to tell yourself or your neighbors that the tornado is God's will. God is not a weatherman, directing tornadoes in one direction and sunny skies in another. Part of being alive is experiencing natural disaster. God does not cause a natural disaster any more than God takes the life of a child. Terrible things happen, period. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. The question is not whether bad things will happen. The question is how we respond when they do. Our Christian faith assures us that God is closer to us than our own breath, that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. God does not cause disasters, but God is always present in the midst of them. And God's presence, I believe, is most often revealed through one another. Think about what you've seen in this last week in your own life, in the life of your neighbors. What if the person bringing cold drinks to first responders isn't just a nice person, but an angel of sorts? What if the lawyer figuring out how a functioning school can open its doors to displace students isn't just doing her job, but bearing witness to God's grace and mercy? What if the Boy Scouts who are clearing debris aren't just earning merit badges but trying to respond faithfully to the call of God? God is among us and present and working between us. Times like these have ways of bringing people together. But on the contrary, in Luke, we have a picture of two people who are terribly alone. One is aware of his alienation, the other is not. The Pharisee sees himself as righteous and his prayer to God is actually a recitation of all the good things he has done. Notice how many times he uses the word I in his prayer. Not only is he blind to his need for God's mercy, he is blind to those around him. He stands apart from the tax collector so as not to become unclean. He is isolated vertically, horizontally, in his relationships with God and neighbor. In this parable, the Pharisee is the saddest figure of all. The tax collector, a despised profession in ancient Israel because that person collected taxes for Rome, is also alone. 
but at least he recognizes his separation from the community and asks God for help. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In his honest plea, he has already begun the journey towards health and reconciliation. But I suggest there is a third person not shown in this parable today. The one who recognizes her need for God's mercy and trusts that mercy so completely that she is able to reach out in love to others. This is the wounded healer. The one who has cried out for help but knows that God is at work in her accomplishing more than she can ask or imagine. Her very wounds enable her to connect with others and see others as filled with dignity and worth. In my own life, I think of Jim Young, my theater professor in college. He was physically awkward and endearingly neurotic. He had grown up with an abusive father who neither understood his brilliant mind nor appreciated his stunning creativity. In his work as a college theater director, Jim embodied the very best of what it means to be a wounded healer. He took care of his body that had been ravaged by disease as a child. One of his lungs was collapsed, and so he took special care of his body, recognizing it as a delicate instrument, and he nourished his soul with prayer. He was able to perceive the strength and capacity in others and was relentless in helping students find their voice, much like our music professionals do here. In many ways, Jim was an outcast and a misfit, but he used his broken vessel to channel God's fierce love and generations of students were changed and strengthened by his witness. The kingdom of God is not an idealized place of perfection where disasters never happen and people never die. The kingdom of God is here and now and is most clearly revealed when people know their limitations and are also empowered by the loving and living God to act. The kingdom of God is marked by honesty and humility and strength and as Jesus promises, this kind of kingdom will last forever. People of St. Michael, you are the kingdom of God. You have been called on purpose for a purpose. Acknowledge your hurt and your limitations, ask God for help, and then go. Go into the community that the world needs, not in spite of your imperfections, but with and through them. God is continually at work in us, healing us through Christ and connecting us with one another. Did God cause last Sunday's tornado? Of course not. But if a disaster opens our eyes both to our vulnerability and our capability in Christ, then God's purposes are being revealed and God's kingdom is being established. Amen.